This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. No matter your religion, if you are living with love as a priority, you're on the right track. Valeria Tellez interviews Jennifer Lonberg, the author of The Secret Experiences of a Closet Psychic. Yes, Christians can be psychic. Jennifer is a spiritual channel, energy healer, speaker, and author of Embodied Grace. Like many, she has struggled with pain and debilitating anxiety that came from a life of negative thinking and self-doubt, and she is passionate about sharing her story of transformation and how anyone, regardless of their circumstances and challenges, can begin today to create the life they have always dreamed. Through her workshops, retreats, conferences, and books, she deeply wants to inspire and empower women to heal by breaking out of the patterns of limiting beliefs, negative thinking, and self-doubt by delivering the actual how-to steps that many speakers leave out. She created her latest book dedicated to helping women find freedom and success by identifying their self-worth, aligning their true desires with intentional daily actionable steps, and claiming the right to drive their own personal transformation. Meet Jennifer at jenniferlonberg.com. Here is the interview with Jennifer Lonberg. In your own words, who is Jennifer Lomberg? Ooh, that's a fun question. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it's taken me a while to be able to actually say this, but I would say that uh, Jennifer Lomberg is a beautiful divine light um, brought to this planet through to have a divine experience. It's it's really interesting. If you would have asked me that a few years ago, I would have said, well, I'm just me and that's who I am. But through all of the experiences that I've had, I can honestly say that we are all divine beings here in this amazing experience that we call life. I was about to ask you, how did you come to these understandings about yourself in life? But that has to do with your book. But if you want to answer now in a spontaneous way, that would be wonderful too. <laughs> Um, it, you know, again, it, it's taken a lot of work, but I, I was actually born with psychic gifts. And so yeah. it took me through my life, uh, you know, now in my 40s, it's I've been able to embrace that in an entirely different way. Um, and through my own transformation and self discovery, I guess you'd call it looking for, you know, what is the truth and what is my truth? And do I need to hide um, these gifts that I have? And then I finally, through all that, have come to that realization. And I wonder why, I mean, I have some ideas, of course, but talk to me about the reasons we hide our own truth. What are some of the reasons? 
Well, most of the region reasons seem to be worrying about judgment from others, right? Like we're so worried about, about what other people will think from us. And then once you get beyond that judgment, then it's what were you raised with? And is that supposedly quote unquote, is that right to be that way? Right. So, so many different things that can play into that. Yeah, the fear of judgment, that's a big one. That is mm-hmm. so true. And I wonder somehow, how can we balance that? This you know, innate desire to love others, please them, help them, and at the same time, honor ourselves. Have you found that perfect balance, if there is one? Well, I think perfect balance is knowing to be able to go with the flow. <laughs> right. <laughs> like right. Sometimes, you know, sometimes people are going to need a little bit more. Sometimes people aren't going to get it. You can love them anyway. Um, yeah. But just being open to love everybody at whatever moment they're at in their life and whatever they're going through in that time. And, and then also honoring mm. yourself within that. Um, and, you know, I used to always tell my kids, if you and God are good, that's what matters, right? So it's being in that acceptance of yourself, I think, is really where the magic comes in. Who is God to you? And where is God, Jennifer? God to me is God's source universe, um, whatever label you want to put on it. But it's that that knowing that you it's just something that in your heart, you know, that there's something more than you. There's a creator that um, is looking out for you. Right, and, and he's here and out there and everywhere because it's all, it's this all-encompassing, beautiful, divine essence. Um, it's really hard to even explain or say what it is. You have to feel it more than know it. Well, it's not a belief system, too. Would you say that in order to know God, we need to believe in God first, or we can go straight into knowing and into well, feeling God? I think it's all of the above, right? Because especially here in this experience, we're, we're, we're physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. And then we've got all of the galactic energy as well. So you've kind of got to encompass all of that to even, first of all, know, and then second, believe. So I think it's, it's both and instead of either or. I hear a lot terms like the soul and spirit. Do you see those two, let's say, aspects of life being the same or somehow different? Um, you know, it depends on the way you're actually using the words, <laughs> right? Because there are souls. I feel like we all have our own soul. We all have our own spirit. Um, those could be interchangeable. If we're talking about our divine spirit, our higher self, there's so many different words, right? Like words get and it depends on the way that you're using the words as to what that means. To me, there are other souls, there are other spirits, but at the same time, it's all connected. So while, you know, in a reading or trying to really just differentiate, then yes, there would be different forms of spirit, different kinds of spirit, different spirits that are past, different spirits that are um, incarnated right now, right? So like we would be a human spirit that's incarnated that's here, Um so it, there, it could be so complex and, and so simple all at the same time. You have been a Christian for a long time. Are you still a Christian, Jennifer? I am. Mm-hmm. So do you somehow see the way of connecting to divine force through religion different from those who connect to the same energy or the same source through a different path, which they call spirituality? Um, I think, I think it's individually 
different for each person, right? Because we're all going to experience that in a, in a different way. To me, religion is the doctrine, the church, the community, whatever it is you're going to, and the spirituality is the personal piece of that. I don't think you have to have quote unquote religion in order to be spiritual, because I do feel like the spiritual path is the personal, um, how you embrace that spiritual truth personally. So just because you don't go to church doesn't mean that you're not spiritual. And, and there's, there's so many different religions, right? (laughs) I can get into a big mess too. So (laughs) I think it's both. And for me, it's both. And because I do love, um, the way that I was raised in church, I do love that you can go to that place and there's a community there and there's a building and people get together and have community. Right. And, and that is really great. Um, the part of the religion that I, I don't like is when we get so into these laws and rules that are mostly man-made and it's all interpretation. And so that's where the spirituality piece comes in, that that's where you have that internal, private, personal experience with God, source, creator, universe. In your community, Christian community, how do they uh, actually see the idea of being intuitive or being a psychic medium? Are they learning to accept that? Or you still have some issues there? Again, it depends. <laughs> it depends <laughs> on the person. It depends on their upbringing. It depends on their beliefs. It depends on their church and what their rules are and what their indoctrination is. And what they're willing to open up to and believe. Because some people are taught that it's absolutely... the you know, they judge me and say that I'm obviously like working with the devil and it's awful and it's whatever. Then there's other churches that believe in the spiritual gifts and they understand that they're, you know, the spiritual gift of prophecy, which to me would be this similar as like, you know, being clairvoyant. So there's all of these different, different kinds of churches and different kind of um, rules and regulations and what they believe. Um, but I think at this point, like, Again, it's going to depend on what you believe and what you align with and what you resonate with. And it's not right or wrong because we're all here for the experience. So when you when you stop worrying about what others are looking at, what others think, and you allow yourself to just feel into your own heart and see what do you think. Um, it was a paradox for me growing up in a Christian church that didn't really have any references for what it meant to be psychic. Um, it was like one of those things you just don't talk about it because it's what to say, right? So (laughs) you just don't talk about it. But then there's some of my friends who went to like more like charismatic churches that believed in the gifts of prophecy and the gift of speaking tongues and, you know, which might be related to like light language, right? So it just depends on your own personal filter and what you are experiencing and what you've been taught as right or wrong. Um, for me growing up, being able to see spirit, I've seen Jesus and the angels and the celestial beings and the, um, you know, all of the different things that are in the other realms that, um, uh, most people don't see. And so I, I ha- even though I went to church, luckily I was in one that was more about love. Let's love each other. Right. And then we just really honestly didn't really talk about the psychic gift. Um, I didn't do that until I was way older. Um, and it like finally came to that place where I accepted it for myself. Talk to me for a moment about the journey, about uncovering the gift and then letting it out, <laughs> giving to others, sharing the gift. So it, it literally, I, I don't ever remember a time of not seeing spirit. 
I've always seen, um, I've always seen Jesus. I've always seen the angels. I've always seen, um, fairies and pixies and anything elemental. I've seen the energies. I see auras, um, energetically. I don't see the color as much as some people, but I see like an energetic imprint from each person. Um, and when I, when I see people, I see their, their energetic expression more than the person, like their physical, right? So that's just how I've always seen things. And it wasn't until I was in my teens, I want to say 14, excuse me, 14 or 15, somewhere around in there. When I went to a church that really was like, psychics were bad. (laughs) And I was like, Oh, my God, I had no idea. Like, I had no idea that I was doing anything wrong or whatever. Um, And then, you know, fast forward me trying to squash it down, which just caused so much anxiety and so much because I was constantly trying to block it out. It just caused a lot of anxiety. And eventually I went through like this turmoil of feeling like I don't know who I am. I have these amazing kids and this husband and this house and everything's like on the outside looks fantastic, but I just felt like something was missing. And so I started doing my own soul searching about what do I really need in my life to make me happy and, you know, yada, yada, all the things that we go through, (laughs) started going into the self-help, you know, categories of books and things like that. And within that, then I, I realized I'm like, you know what, I am squashing down a really important part of me of who yeah. I am. Yeah. And so it was actually in this moment of full surrender where I was like, you know what, God, you did this to me. Show me what to do. Show me what to do with that. I had prayed and prayed for it to be taken away and it never went away. So at that point I was like, well, obviously it's not going anywhere. So please God show me what to do with this. And as soon as I did, it was like, the floodgates opened and everything made sense. And I was able to just fully embrace it. And I did that for myself first. And then I talked to my family, (laughs) my husband, I'm like, okay, so like, if I let this out of the bag, what do you, and my kids were literally like, well, yeah, mom, like, I don't know why you haven't told anybody already. And my husband literally said, well, duh. because it's such a part of who I am and, and my family knew it, but it was to let it out to the, the public, so to speak, really, and really come out to everyone about who I truly was. And so that was kind of my, my, in a nutshell, that's kind of how my story um, unfolded. Did that last a long time, Jennifer, this uncovering and then sharing with your family it was like a year or two, or just a few weeks You know, I think, I think when it finally came down to it, um, it, it was a few, I would say a few months. It was like, I was digging in wholeheartedly and all of a sudden I was like, I had done some self-help work, I think, like working on negative beliefs and working on, um, really shifting what I was doing as far as a career. I went from doing herbal health and nutrition, because I was really good at herbs and, and knowing just random, randomly, quote unquote, right? Like we both know it's not random. It's, I had that intuitive side that was helping me just really know what herbs were good for people and what would help people. And that kind of morphed into life coaching. So it was kind of this whole process. Um, so it was like the, the process maybe was a few years, but then when I decided it was just like, boom, it's, let's just do this. Right. And it was just all out of the bag at once. So a combination of, again, it comes back to that both and, right? True. And sometimes we think that courage is something that 
happens really fast, like the moment in time, but it is a process, isn't it? It is. Mm -hmm. What do you think the purpose is for some of us who have the gifts you have of being intuitive, psychic? Have you uncovered also the grand purpose? What comes to mind is like helping humanity. So, but how? Talk to me about that specific purpose connected to that gift. So I think to make it the most simple, it comes yeah. back to a little children's song that this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, right? So when we have that divine spark within us, then if you have that, you know that there's something more than just being human, right? You know that there's a divine um essence to you and it brings joy and happiness and peace and ease and grace and all of these things that a lot of times being human we forget about so when we can really tap into that divine intuition that divine knowing and let ourselves shine brightly with the divine essence that we have whether that's just to your family and just to your kids or just in your office or just in the building that you work in or just to smile when you pick up a coffee um, or if you're supposed to be on a bigger platform where you speak to more people, like wh however small or large your um, sphere of influence, like the more that you can just let people know that they can be who they are, that's the magic. I mean, it, it seems like it should be some big secret, but it isn't. It's really just about being able to truly accept ourselves and love ourselves for where we're at. Um, I feel like that's the that's the big big thing is just let people have permission to love themselves for who they are. And another question I have for you is being here in the human body, do you believe we choose to be here? Or did God, as you believe in an entity called God, is that something that the universe kind of planned to do? No, I think we I the more I get into the work that I do, the more I understand that we choose to come here as a for the experience, right? Yeah, for yeah. this human experience. Because uh, when we get into the other realms and the different galaxies um, and the energy that is beyond what we know on this human existence, it's so different. Yeah. So this earth plane is really the only place we can experience this mm -hmm. kind of life. The question I have a lot of time is this cycle. Do you think we come here um, many times, reincarnation or uh, mind continuation? Again, it's a choice. I think some people do. Um, I think some people come back in lifetimes and some people um, really spend limited time. <laughs> Um, and it's so hard to explain that's again that's one of those things that you've just got to trust now whether that's yeah. um i kind of like to look at everything at a at a different perspectives right so like if we just go on the spiritual perspective then of course we're we're learning different lessons we're going for deeper meaning like every time we reincarnate we learn something new um, now, just because we're learning something new doesn't mean it's easy either. Mm. Like, I do want to throw that out there. Like, right, sometimes we, we decide to come back here and then we're like, oh, my God, what did I do? <laughs> right? I want to go right so, back. Right. Yes, you've been like that. Like, it's okay. Sometimes <laughs> life is hard. Like, that's part of this human experience is sometimes it can be hard and that's okay. Um, the other part of that is if you just look at it from like a scientific perspective, well, maybe it's the generations past that have handed us down these lessons and it's in our DNA and in our imprints or whatever. But so you can look at it 
either way and still understand that it's still this uh, collective experience as a human species. So you wrote the book, The Secret Experiences of a Closet Psychic. Yes, Christians can be psychic. It's kind of funny the way you say that, the subtitle. So two initial questions. How did you become a writer and what was the intention of writing your book? Oh my goodness. Okay. So <laughs> honestly, my guides, I was doing some work one day and, and this was when I was just focusing on life coaching. Like I wasn't even focusing on any of the psychic stuff yet, but my first book I wrote is called Embodied Grace, A Woman's Path to Empowerment. And that book, I honestly never intended to be a writer. I, I it was not anything that was on my radar. And um, my angels and guides were like, you're going to write a book. Like that was literally, <laughs> I woke up one day and was in meditation. And I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so the first book was just kind of like a download. And it was taking some of the basics that I've learned and, and putting that out there. Because again, I do feel like part of my soul mission is to help people understand that life can be so much easier than we make it. And when you can embody that grace and that ease and that flow and give yourself permission for things to sometimes not be perfect, right? Then it brings this whole new level in. And then um, then the secret experiences of a closet psychic, I actually just wrote this one for fun. It's just little snippets because people ask me all the time, like, oh my God, I would love to hear about some of the experiences that you've had. And I was like, you know what, I'll just take some of the big main points and we'll put it into a little book. And so it's just little, just little tiny snippets of things that I've experienced throughout my life um, that are on the psychic spectrum, right? Like, <laughs> so... It reminds us how important it is to trust ourselves and it's part of life to have these abilities. And speaking of those skills, um, I interviewed a lot of people and I do talk to psychics, mediums, intuitives. Are they somehow connected, those skills, Jennifer? I think they're all... The, uh, so it's, So this is the way that I like to explain the gifts of like spiritual gifts, right? Whether you call yourself a psychic, a medium, empath, intuitive, like there's so many different words. And I think it's all part of the same idea, but here's the thing. We all have it. And it's just like baseball. Like all of us could play baseball in some capacity, right? Like even if we can't run, like we could maybe bat and then somebody could run the base for us. Or if we can't actually play, we could maybe take stats, right? Some people are super good at first base and some people are like dynamite in the outfield. So the spiritual gifts are the same. Some people are really, really good at connecting to Jesus and the angels. Some people are really, really good at connecting to galactic beings. Some people are really, really good at medical intuitive. Some people are really good at being empathic, right? So it's all of those. Like, um, I have a couple of friends that are mediums. They talk to dead people that are passed over. Like it's, it's all, it just depends on which part is your personal strong suit. And can those skills be, or spiritual gifts, I like that better, be uh, taught or that is something that we are born with? Um, I think it, I mean, it can be taught, but I feel like it's just, again, like baseball, anybody can learn it. Anybody can learn the rules. Some people are just naturally going to be better at it. And it kind of comes back to what your like, why did you come to the planet? Like, what are you wanting to experience? What is your sole purpose for being here? Um, again, when you get to know yourself, 
and you stop judging yourself and you can just be who you are. And that are you good at closet organizing? Are you a brain surgeon? Um, are you here to be a CEO? Like if you stop judging and just do what you know you're good at in your heart and your soul and you know that you can do it, the more you step into that truth of who you are, the easier the rest of life becomes. And then I think when you accept that, your natural gifts and talents come out regardless of what those are. So it really depends. It goes back to self-awareness and self-knowledge, self-awareness, self-understanding, and perhaps something that you mentioned in a book too, you call it uh, spiritual development. So by tapping into that, that's when we get to know what our spiritual gifts are, our talents. That's what it comes to me, what I, I have done that work and I know how much it really uh, it's effective. But a lot of times comes with them um, life experiences too, right, Jennifer? We don't have to follow uh, protocols, but I do love the protocols you have. <laughs> you call it formula, the formula for spiritual development. And then you have seven of them. Do you have them in front of you? Because I have them here. I'd love for you to talk to me. You have been talking already, actually. One, accepting the gift. Two, learning your unique talent. Three, meditation. I'd love for you to talk to me more about that. And uh, four, trust. And then five, friendship, community. Six, self-care. And seven, go with the flow. I love the last one. I mean, that's the most powerful one step, but then it takes courage to get there. So talk to me about meditation, trust, also friendship, community, and self-care. I really, okay, so I do feel like self-care is really important because especially when you're like, okay, I'm, I'm going to dig in and I'm going to change things in my life. And because we'll get stuck in this idea of just like, I've got to work hard. I've got to do, you know what I mean? So what happens a lot of times is even if we're trying to make our life better, we can burn ourselves out. So if we're not in that space of self-awareness and, and self-care, meaning loving ourselves through whatever it is, like if we have a really big aha moment about some limiting belief or some buried hurt that we've been carrying around for a long time, if we're not practicing self-love through that, it's going to really kind of mess up our, our trajectory, right? Or it's going to make it way harder than it needs to be. Um, so I think that's really important. The community piece is really important too, because it's just like in anything, if you don't have yourself surrounded by people that are like-minded, some of this stuff is really intense. You can't talk about it to somebody who doesn't get it. True. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah. important to have um, a community yeah. ar around you so that you can feel comfortable asking questions so that you can feel comfortable discussing it so that yeah. especially with the psychic stuff, mm -hmm. when something yeah. weird comes up, you've got somebody that you can be like, Hey, this just happened. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, or is this okay? You know, it's weird. The things that come up. And so sure. I feel like that the community is really important. And then, yeah. you know, part of it is just a practice, like the meditation. It would, again, if we go back to like baseball, like you've kind of got to work out and you, you've got to be able to run. So like you need to practice, you need to work out and do, you know, at least get on a treadmill once in a while if you want to be able to do that. Well, it's the same with our gifts. So if we're looking at spiritual gifts, part of that is the workout piece, which would be meditation or journaling or automatic writing or whatever whatever way you like to uh, be in that energy of spirit and, and work with it. 
I love that. And I often ask myself, even when I'm trying to meditate, what am I looking for? Looking to feel, looking to see. Do we set an intention before meditating? How does it work exactly? You know, I think that's really good. I think sometimes it's great to have an intention, like, um, especially if you're like, if you're in a crossroads in your life and you're like, okay, I have these decisions, like what, what would be in my highest and best interest. I think it's really good to always go with the intention of what is in my highest and best interest. But I also, I also feel like sometimes you just need to be, the intention just needs to be, to be, be in the quiet for a minute. Let me just be in divine essence for a minute. Let me just connect God, source, universe, love for just a few minutes, right? So the intention would be to not have an intention other than connecting with divine energy. Do you think we complicate because fear it's what complicates or the logical mind or both a combination of them? Absolutely both. Either yeah. fear of, I don't know if I'm doing this right. I don't right. know if I'm going to hear my messages right? Or yeah. am I even supposed to be doing this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. right. <laughs> you know, so or having an expectation. And then if you have this expectation that it's going to be these big fireworks and drama, and it's going to be amazing when you connect to spirit, it sometimes it's just a whisper. So I think sometimes our, our expectations, instead of just experiencing, we, we kind of have an expectation. And then if the expectations aren't met, then we fall flat. And I, so I think it's a combination of both, right? When you, again, going back into the idea of allowing yourself some ease and some grace and just experiencing and just being in the moment, yeah. it shifts a little bit of that. We're almost at the end. And I have a lot of quotes here from your book. There's one in particular that I really, really love. You say, my personal opinion is that heaven is all around us. I have always felt this way. It's not some faraway place. It is just a shift in awareness. Beautifully said, beautiful insight. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you. And I do have these ending questions, but before I ask them, would you like to add anything or read a passage in your book? Um, you know, I always wonder what is the best thing to say. And I will say, whoever is listening and whatever is going on, it's all okay. Mm -hmm. And that I know who you are in divine truth and allow yourself to ex just accept that you are divine and that you are wonderful and that you are beautiful and that you are love and that you are loved. Mm -hmm. Wow. Thank you. Beautiful, important message. Wow. And reminder for all of us. <sighs> so a few more questions, the ending questions, success. How do you define success these days? What is to be successful to you? You know, for me personally, success yeah. is just having that freedom, being able to enjoy life, um, little simple pleasures, <laughs> being able to go to dinner if we want or staying home if we want. And so it's, it's interesting when people hear about success, everybody has a different version of, of what that looks like, right? Um, and for me, it's not, uh, again, it comes back to experience. The more that I can just experience freedom and joy and ease in life, that's what feels successful to me. If you knew you would leave the body soon, would you make any change in your life or do anything in a different way? Right now, no. I, I've actually just recently told 
um, my family this with all of the scare going on with, you know, the pandemic yeah. that we just went through. And I'm like, it's okay. Cause I know where I'm going and it's all good. Like, yeah. a, a, that's, that's the big message too, is it's all good. It's all okay. Even when you're going through the gunk and that feels hard. So like if somebody's listening to this and they're going, yeah, but it's really crappy right now. Like I get it, but like, just take a breath and it's, it's all okay. And my last question is, what are three things about life you know for sure as of this moment? Oh, the three things I know about life for sure is that most important is love. Second is have fun. And third is just do it. <laughs> just <laughs> love and have fun, right? <laughs> just do it. Like, just do, do stuff, do the things, you know? Yes. Have experience. <laughs> I agree a billion percent. Yeah. We take everything so seriously sometimes. Yeah. Lighten up. <laughs> Thank you so much for your beautiful presence. It's very light. Speaking of light, which I connect to playfulness and having fun while here in a human body. Thank you for your important work and message and everything else in between. Thank you, Jennifer. And my last question before we say goodbye is where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? Um, my website is probably the easiest place to go. It's jenniferlonberg.com. And then I, of course, I would love to invite everybody. If you're on Facebook, I have a community group called Embodied Grace Community. Thank you so much again. I'll have the link on your podcast profile and we'll talk soon. Thanks so much. Bye for now, Jennifer. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Jennifer Lonberg and her work, please visit jenniferlonberg.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.